Just the two of us. Just the two of us. Just the two of us, man. This weekend, we did a thing. We did a huge thing. We did a big thing. We ran the New York City Marathon, ladies and gentlemen. 26. 26.2 miles. The most incredible thing I think I've done in a very long time, if ever, in regards to the sense of just reward I felt after. But we'll get to that in a minute. Today, guys, uh, we have uh, an amazing episode for you guys, Bachelors in the City. We have, of course, our recap of the experience of our, uh, our marathon. But we're also going to read some nasty, some grueling, some mean tweets from uh, our wonderful haters in Bachelor Nation. And uh, actually, that was, <laughs> was really fun. I actually enjoyed that. Probably this more is, than we should have enjoyed guys, this it. this is probably one of my most favorite episodes, honestly. This is a great episode. This is a really good episode. <laughs> And, uh, and yeah, and then of course we respond to a question from our third roommate, Annie today. Uh, so thank you, Annie, for submitting. Um, but yeah, this, this, we got a lot today for you guys. guys I think you're going to love it. We don't even have to say anymore. We're just going to get back. We're just going to get right into it. Let's go. We are the champions. Are the champions. My friend. my friend, and we keep, keep on, on writing till the, till end. the end. Bow, bow, bow. We are the champions. New York we City. We are the champions. Bachelors in the city. <laughs> we oh, wait, oh, keep right. on <laughs> Guys, guys, we did it. Me and Mr. Weber did a marathon. Man, what man? Wow, I, I, I am so. I actually, it's funny. I was looking. It's, it's, guys, I'm not kidding. I'm not just saying this. I was legitimately looking forward to recording this episode yesterday. I was thinking about how excited I was just to get all my thoughts out and just walk through the entire experience again, just chatting about it. What, what a freaking time, dude, man, what a time. So, so you know what, before we get into our full day story of it, of just a marathon, just how inspiring and how like warm and welcoming everyone is. And if you ever have been to a marathon, you would not be believed that wherever that is, that city, that country, that there are, there is crime. You wouldn't believe that there is like hate crime feuds. Like everyone is in this together, runners, uh, fans watching, everyone is united. It's like one of the most greatest united feelings of all time. That was one of the many, many things that I just was not expecting that level of. Like I definitely knew people would be out, people would be excited. But I, everything you just said, I back up 100%. It's like, it's such a, it's just such a beautiful display of love and support and just camaraderie, you know, being whether it's New Yorkers or just Americans or just human beings on this planet spinning in this crazy vast black universe, like just all coming together and literally having zero room for hate or any negativity. And just like, the, it was it was incredible. The energy was nonstop. 
the entire time, which I truly feel like was the only reason why I completed that marathon. Nonstop. It was, it was just one of the most beautiful things I've experienced. Yeah, it's insane. But let's, let's get into our full story. So there's a lot, there's a lot that went on before we even started there's this a, race. There's guys. a lot from start to finish. But I guess we'll Holy go ahead, shit. <laughs> go ahead and start by saying, um, so the day before we went and we were going to have two dinners, uh, we met with Dr. Joe, Joseph Park. He was hanging out at this noodle shop with dude with a sign. Super nice dude. You know, you don't even expect him to talk after you just see him with a sign the whole time. You really, know, really, really cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. He let us hold the sign. We took some photos with him. Really cool guy. It's amazing. Maybe we could get him on a podcast sometime. Yeah. We'd love to hear how he just became successful holding the sign. Pretty cool. Absolutely. Then we went to a restaurant down by Times Square. Um, so, so real quick. So I'm thinking, I'm like, damn, I could get used to this whole marathon thing. We're freaking carving up like crazy. We went to a noodle shop before, had this delicious like ramen bowl. Went to a second dinner like an hour later. Got penne alla vodka. We got chicken parm or all the bread. I'm like, all right, I, I so could be a marathoner. Yeah, that's like the best. That's one of the best things. It's like the last supper, guys. Um, you just you just carb load. You just eat all the carbs and carbs are so delicious. And you just carb load without feeling any type of guilt because you, I mean, you're, you're literally going to need every bit of that. So we have a great dinner with our buddies, Justin and Justin. And we have a chill night come back, relax, hydrate. We get ready for the next day. We have an early morning to catch the bus. Yep. Um, we catch the bus with the fire department because our buddy is a fire fireman. Real quick, before we continue this, I think, I don't know if we've told people the bet that was placed on this Go marathon. Ahead. I don't think we did either. Go I ahead. don't think we have. So our buddy, we've mentioned him before. Uh, his name's Gio. Justin Gialon's a bit short for, uh, Gio short for that. One of our best friends. And so Gio and I were like in the same caliber of uh, marathon running ability, if you will. And so we placed this bet and I'm not going to lie. And, and I think Dustin too, he'll admit it. No, no one had any faith. No one had any faith that I would win the bet, but it was simply just between the two of us. And the loser was going to have to wear a man thong, uh, of the others of the winner's choice, got to pick it out from you know Amazon or whatever, get it shipped. And the next vacation that we went on that had any type of water theme, be it like a pool or you know a beach scene or whatnot. Every time we did a water event, the loser was going to have to wear that man thong out with nothing else on, purely just that. We got a video of it. We could put it on the podcast. Yeah, we got we got we got page. it videotaped. It's saved forever. And so we had this. And I'm not gonna lie, it was an extra, a little bit of extra motivation for me not to lose. But um, so that's a little backstory here. We're gonna get back to that at the end of the race. But Gio is our buddy who's a firefighter, and he's uh, obviously with the FDNY. And so we had a special transportation escort with with them. So Dustin, I'll let you continue now. Yeah, special transportation. So um, we're running a tad bit behind. Nothing crazy, like nothing to be worried about. We're running a tad bit behind. Um, we catch a taxi on the other side, on the west side. And um, we get there. And before we left the house, I had told Peter, because I was putting on my bib, put your bib on. I said those exact he words he, to he him. He literally... Put your I, bib I, on now. He did. And I, and I think I just, I woke up with so much damn excitement to beat Gio that I wasn't thinking clearly, if I'm being, if I'm being honest. And guys, I didn't bring my bib. He didn't bring his bib. We got, on the, we got out of the taxi and he's like, oh shit. And we're at, the, we're at the school that we're getting picked up at to get in the buses to do the escort to the race. Yeah. And please mind the whole city is damn near just cut off, blocked off like streets. Some places you will not be able to get 
during, on this Sunday because of the marathon. And a lot of people take special transportation. They take the ferries and they take buses to get there. You have to actually get there, I think, before 7 or something, yeah. before the bridge closes. Ferry At this point, though, the ferries have already gone. There was like a 5.30 ferry, but we didn't have to do that because we were going to go with our, our buddy you know, from the FDNY. And so... I get there and it's like 6.05 or something. Bus is leaving at 6.30 and I realize, oh my God, I don't have my bib. I don't have my bib and I, you need that to run. And I immediately just like go into full like, all right, just laser focus. I need to get back as ASAP. So I just like dust and I'm out. I got to go back to the apartment. I sprint back. I catch the same cab. This guy, bless his heart, we end up becoming such good friends throughout this entire morning. (laughs) So I'm like, man, is there any way you can take me right back to that apartment you just picked us up from? He goes, gets me there in like 10 minutes. Guy was killing it. I run upstairs. I get the bib. Luckily it was, you know, right there available. I run back downstairs. I'm trying, we're like, all right, can you go back to that at high school now where we just were? So he's trying to get me there as fast as possible. I'm on the phone with Dustin and and the other Justins trying to figure out like, is this going to work? Because they're leaving 630 sharp. Guys, it wasn't going to work. It was like 627. They left a little early and Dustin's like, yeah, like we're, the doors are closed and we're heading out. I'm like, shit. So I tell, the, I tell the, the taxi guy, I was like, you know what, man, can we just drive there? Can we just go on our own? We, we need to get to the Verrazano Bridge, which is where the marathon starts before 7 a.m. because they closed that bridge. I have all the confidence in the world is going to happen. He's like, I got you, man. We're going. I'm like, let's go. So we're, I'm tracking where everyone else is at. I'm leading the pack. We're getting close to the Verrazano Bridge. Boom, standstill traffic, not moving. It's like we have like 15 minutes before the bridge closes. I realize I'm not getting over the bridge. That bridge is going to close before I get there. <laughs> Tell the guy, <laughs> I'm kidding you not, we became best friends through this. Can you turn around, man? I need to try to make it to the Staten Island Ferry. I'm going to try to catch another ferry if there is one to get it over to where the start of the race is. Starts going over there end up deciding because the times of the ferry, that's not the best choice. Let's go around. Let's go back through Manhattan. Let's go through New Jersey. Let's come around and then get into Staten Island. Guys, this was not to mention the most expensive cab ride ever. Um, But my morning started off pretty stressful. Luckily, it all worked out. He got me there in time. We had a great chat, learned all about his family and, and chatted a bunch. Wished me luck on the marathon, dropped me off, met up with the boys. I thought you weren't going to make it. I thought you weren't going to make it. I was like, oh, typical, typical fucking peak. Guys, I left my bib. I, I don't think I'll be able to do the marathon. I, I was so mad. I like, no, because I would, there was no way I wasn't going to run that race. So made it happen. Anyways, we get to the race. We get to the race. So our front buddy, JD, he's extremely fast. So he's in the like beginner wave. So he, do, he goes off before us, which his time when he finished was like a 321 or something like that. Like something insane. Three hours to run a freaking marathon. It's crazy. So he leaves. So it's me, Peter, and Gio. And we're just uh, getting ready. Actually, me and Peter's bib time, I mean, our um, uh, corral time isn't till 12 o'clock. And that's so late. Like we had been up, I've been up since 310, uh, 50 actually. So we get our boy Gio to actually, he gets us in by waving his firefighter badge. I mean, that firefighter badge is- That's gold in the city. Gold. Like no Rightfully one turns so. down a firefighter yeah, badge. You can't. So he gets us in early. So we're going to start at 1030, I think something like that. Everyone's getting excited. Everyone's, you know, I can see, I can see it in Pete's face. He's excited, but he's nervous as shit. Like he's nervous. I don't think he really knew what he was getting himself into. So I'll, I'll be real guys. This is like, I'm just going to lay it all in line. So I, 
as we're there, I don't know if it was just nerves or whatnot, but I had guys, and I'm not endorsing this in any way. And the next time I run a marathon, which I plan on doing, I am going to prepare. I will. I didn't prepare this time. And I literally, the most I'd run was six miles about two or three weeks prior. Well, on the day before, when we went to go pick up our bibs at the expo center, (laughs) this like terrified me because I was like, oh my God, what am I getting myself into? I had to cross town. And so I took a city bike and I rode across town. I parked the bike and then I had to run like a quarter, a quarter of a mile to the expo center to go meet Dustin and Kat who were there waiting for me there. Well, apparently from that run and that bike across town, the next morning I woke up and my left calf was like sore and like quivering a little bit. And I was like super hydrated. I'd done Pedialyte all night before, rested it and all that. But it was like, I was like, oh my God, is my calf going to make this? Like I didn't even run a lot. I ran a quarter of a mile and now I'm going to try to go do 26.2 miles. So I don't think I even really told you guys that. Like I know I was stretching it out a lot. I was trying to roll it out. I was a little worried about the calf. We start the race. We start running. That all went away. Luckily, I forgot about the calf. It was working. I think it was maybe some nerves or whatnot. When you start the race, you don't feel anything. You feel like you just had been injected the greatest drug of all time. Like you just are so amped and you're just like ready to go. Nothing. You can't feel anything. Everything just feels good. So much energy. You're crossing that bridge with so many people. It's like, it's insane. And after you cross the bridge, you go down a downhill for a little bit and you're like, oh, baby, this is going to be a piece of cake. I think, it, yeah. One of the, one of the, like the purest adrenaline rushes I think you can get. Like they have a huge, they do like the, uh, the national anthem followed by like a cannon, like a cannon, uh, literally like a full power. I don't know, you know, cannon terminology, but powerful cannon blasts, you know, this shot in the air, right? And it just like, it is so powerful, but it's like, it's the start of the race, but it also gets you so pumped. We start running, you take some pictures on the Verrazano. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then the race starts. Then we're off to the races. And guys, this is, I will stick by these words. A marathon is fun until it isn't. It is, it's, I, I, I will say anybody can do a marathon. Anybody. I, I mean, as long as you put your mind to it, you can do it. But it is not easy. It will never be easy. It is probably, how do we describe the pain? That we felt okay. So I, I, I was thinking about this. Actually, I was thinking about our third roommates and how I was going to describe it to them as I was running yesterday. So this, for, this is coming from an, a newbie, never done this before and didn't know what to expect. That adrenaline lasts for a while. I would say like the first three, four miles, you're feeling amazing. Like you're like, wow, I got this. I'm feeling, I have so much confidence. I know I'm, I'm going to finish this. Like, this is going to be great. And then like maybe like mile six or seven, my feet started to really, really hurt. Like I felt like a really bad pain in both of my feet start to like creep in. And I was like, oh God, this is not, <laughs> this is not good this early on. Like I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to withstand this for all, you know, the rest of the race. And this is the perfect way to describe it. So you have this pain and it's like this level of pain and it, it comes in waves. And so you, I got this first wave of pain and then the pain, you ran like a mile on that pain or a mile and a half, that pain goes away. My legs, my feet became numb to that pain. I didn't feel it anymore. So then I got this extra boost of confidence. I'm like, oh, wait, no, I got this. Like that pain, it's gone now. Well, then the second wave of pain comes 
And it is so bad and so much worse than the first wave that in my mind, I'm like, I would do anything right now just to feel that original wave of pain instead of the second wave of pain that I'm currently experiencing. And it did wave after wave. It would, the, the second wave would go, it would fade. Your legs would get numb to that one. And it went through like eight or nine or 10 waves before the end of that, that race. That was at least my experience, the best way to describe the trials you go through with your body. And then it creeps from the feet to the top of the foot, then to the knees. Then it just feels like your legs are glass and they're going to shatter every step. It's insane. Like you're running and honestly, like if, like if for a dire need, if you needed to run to get out of the way of something, you would not be able to. It's like the only thing you can do is just barely move your legs one after another. You couldn't make any cuts. You couldn't make any like sharp turns or anything like that. It is the worst pain. I probably hit my wall mile 14 and then the bridge just really destroyed everything in me, my body and my mental, like, oh my. And I kept on looking at the app and I was like, I was like, fuck, Peter's actually like right behind me. Like <laughs> this guy's Let's fucking go. cheating. What is it? Who, who, who took his bib? I was like, he's like a mile behind me. And I'm like, there's no way this guy is still behind me. Uh, I was really impressed. So apparently, yeah, none, none of my friends, no one thought, no one had any confidence in me. I was the only person that had confidence in myself that race, but your confidence was out of this world. And it, yeah, you, man, I was really shocked. Yeah. I would say I hit the wall and then I kept on seeing like you, like only a mile. And then maybe they got, I think to Mac, well, then it got to two miles and I was like, I gotta, I, I need, I need more. I gotta keep on pushing, <laughs> pushing, pushing, pushing. Another thing about the marathon is it's like we said last night, you almost feel like there were times like I just wanted to walk on the side and I did sometimes, but I didn't want to do it in front of the crowds. Like I didn't want to let them yes. down and they, the crowd would never let you like, they're like, come on, you got this. Like I kind of just want everyone to just turn their backs People, just let me walk for a little bit. Turn your yep. backs. Don't pet me up. Just let me let me do my thing. You know, <laughs> so true. I know. I and I felt ashamed when I was walking, but people really boost you up. People pick you up. It's so true, man. I I, I tried. So the, I actually I ran without stopping once through the half marathon point. I got to like the thirteen point one mile point, and that part's like on the incline of a bridge. And then right when I got past that, I'm like, okay, I, I, um. I did this without stopping. I need to, I need to walk this, this bridge. And I'm like, I'm really, really tired. And up to that point though, I know exactly what you're saying. Like there was so many parts of the race where like, and it's like the crowds, like there's like, it's like a, it's like an eight foot wide pathway to run through. Like, it's not very wide. Like there's just hundreds of people on each side. And it's like embarrassing to like, just stop like that. That's in my mind. I'm like, I, I can't, I can't do that. And it's like, it's, it's actually kind of like, it was a depressing feeling. Cause I'm like, shit, I know I can't stop, but I also really need to stop. <laughs> I have no choice. Like I just have to keep going. You can't let the people down. Yeah. And then, like I said, at the halfway point, then it, it mixed with a little bit of walking. I think my wall was once we got into Manhattan, I think this is probably mile 20 or something, mile 19 or 20. Oh yeah. You stopped for a while. I, I, I had to go to the bathroom. It was the one time I went to the bathroom then that didn't help matters because then I started stiffening it up really bad. And then I sat down with this other guy and he was like, he was cramping and he was stiffening up and, and we're just like, oh, we got to keep going. We can't stop. We can't stop. And uh, then he took off and then I was right behind him. That, that was, was a, a, that was a hard mile. Down. That was a really hard mile. Really you know, difficult for me. Oh, everybody. And then I, I think though, my, my favorite part of the whole marathon was getting back into, so you, you go up, north through Manhattan to the Bronx, right? Yeah. And then you come south again and you get back into Manhattan and then you get towards Central Park. 
And that part for me was like, A, because I knew the race was like coming to an end. It got like so damn emotional for me. And I was like, I was like fighting, like holding, like fighting back tears. I'm like, this is gonna look ridiculous. So I'm just like running through here with like (laughs) tears coming. Like it was, it was, I didn't expect that emotion to come through. And it's like, you feel the entire city like pushing you. Yeah. And not to mention like all the inspiring like signs that people like, I don't know you, but I'm so proud of you. I'm like, oh my God. Right. And like all the signs and people like and from running Achilles. for it. People, yeah. Achilles, people running for loved ones that, you know, had passed away and it's just so inspiring. And you have the Achilles athletes that are disabled, but yet they're still pushing through this. That helped me a lot. I would, every time I went past the Achilles athlete, I would cheer them on and pep them up and uh, let them know I'm here with you. Achilles all the way. Let's do this. Totally. It, it really gave me more of a, a spark in me to, to finish on. I saw speaking on that with Achilles, like there was, there was this, this man that was, he was in a wheelchair and um, he was literally pushing himself backwards. It was right? on an incline backwards up the hill. And I'm just like looking at that and just like the, the inspiration that gave me and like, there is no way I will not finish this was words, words just don't do justice type feeling. It was incredible. And I just hats off to, you know, Achilles and the foundation. And it's an honor to, you know, worked with them for this marathon. Um, but those athletes are some of the most incredible athletes. They are the most, I will say that the most You don't know strong until you see a, a Achilles athlete. That's for you sure. You don't, you, you do not. Back on like that emotional, like, and then like you're going through Central Park, you're about to finish. Like I said, like, like you said, that emotional's building up and it was building up for me too. And I finish and then like you finish and all these emotions are just coming and they give you, you know, a, a thing to put on to keep you warm and they give you your medal and then they give you this bag of food. And guys, I kid you not, I told everyone yesterday, I was so freaking emotional. They gave me this bag of food. I took a bite out of this apple and it was so rich. It was probably the best tasting yeah. apple ever. And I just broke down crying, <laughs> eating this damn apple. <laughs> this apple's so damn good. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was crying and uh, I just, you couldn't hold it back. Anything would have made me cry then and there. Um, I remember Kat called me, hey, where you at? I'm like, oh. <laughs> trying to masculate my voice like I haven't been crying. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm almost... <laughs> I tried so hard, but I was like, fuck it, guys. I just ran a crazy mile. I mean, a crazy marathon. I'm going to let the tears come out. And they came out too. 100%. Man, I, so I remember getting to that point. You like, you're in the, la- the home stretch there. You pass mile uh, 25 and you're like, all right, this is the last full mile with, you know, going to 26. And then it's just past that is the finish line. And you get to like the Southern Point Essential Park. You're running West now on it. People are just, you know, cheering, going crazy. You know how close you are. And you're like, at least for me, I'm like, playing back in the back of my mind, everything that's just gone on in the last five hours, all the burrows we've been through, all the highs, all the lows. And I'm just like, again, the emotion just building. You turn north to now you're on the real final home stretch till I get to the finish line. And guys, I truly mean this. I want to say this. This may sound crazy to you, but I really mean this. This marathon changed my life. I truly, truly mean that. And this is why. And Dustin kind of gave me a little like insight to this, but it didn't. And, you know, I guess the same is going to go for you guys listening to this. You don't really understand it until you do it. But Dustin told me the same thing, how the confidence that it gives you 
completing a marathon, a feat like that, something so difficult, what that does for you moving forward, I now know and I now have felt. And I am here telling you guys that what Dustin said was 100% true. Finishing that finish or crossing that finish line, being able to complete a task like that, I truly feel now like I'm going to go forward in life and I legitimately feel like nothing, nothing can hold me back. Like if I truly want it bad enough, I know now if I can get through a marathon, I can get through anything else. And I am so grateful to have gone and experienced this. And if any of you out there listening or thinking of doing a marathon, A, prepare. Do not follow me in that feat, but do the freaking marathon. Push yourself. I promise you, you can't even imagine how rewarding it is to have finished. Less than 1% of the population in the world do it. Yeah, 100%. I, yeah, I would say, guys, I I, I don't, I kind of enjoy running now. I'll never, I, I'm retiring from marathons, but- He says that now, but I'm not going to let him. Guys, you don't have to like running. You, If you want more out of life, do a marathon because you're going to go through the worst obstacles and you're going to go through the highest highs and it's going to be so rewarding. And that's, that's just a life lesson that we're going to go through every day. Every day, you're going to have ups and downs and maybe you're going through a low and it just feels like the end and like nothing's ever going to work out. And that's bullshit. Like if you put yourself through a marathon, you're, you're, you're going to know, okay, this is a low point in my life, but I'm going to, I'm going to make it through. I'm going to keep on, I'm going to keep on doing a little extra work. I'm going to do a little, I'm going to do all these extra things that I know will benefit me in my future. Dude, you, you told me this and I couldn't, I couldn't really fathom it until I experienced it. So you, you were spot on. I got to say, I got to give a huge shout out to all our third roommates and just all the love that we received from you guys on, I, I, did you see, I saw one third roommate sign and it was so freaking awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much for just all the support, all the love in the DMs, the comments, huge shout out to Paulette for checking in on us. You are so, so sweet. We are doing good. We are a little sore. We're struggling a bit. We're struggling a bit. <laughs> but but we're we're doing good. And yeah, I don't know. I just want to leave you guys. Like, so I, this, this actually, this was, oh, it's, it's so fitting too. I'll leave you guys with this. This will be my like, kind of last thought. But I remember my, it was fourth grade elementary school. And I got this, it was like this poem that I have literally used in so many aspects of my life moving forward. And it's about overcoming any obstacle, right? And I'm not going to lie. I legit, I was reciting this poem over and over in my head as I was running this marathon. Anytime I was like, I just felt weak and I'm like, I don't know if I can keep going. I'm going to leave this as my final thought. This is how it goes, guys. Somebody said that it couldn't be done. But I, with a chuckle, replied that maybe it couldn't, but I would be one who wouldn't say so till I tried. So I buckled right in with the trace of a grin on my face. If I worried, I hit it. I started to sing as I tackled the thing that couldn't be done. And I did it. So guys, I'm here to motivate you. If you want to do it, push yourself, believe in yourself. I believe in you. And uh, you won't regret it one bit. You won't regret it. Do it. Thank you guys so much. And uh, yeah, let us know if you have any questions about marathon or marathon training or... I got some questions on marathon training. So what should you do? (laughs) You should train. That's for sure. (laughs) I I wouldn't even say I'm not the best trainer in it compared to a lot of athletes from uh, Brooklyn Run Club, but... You, I'm actually really impressed by you. I, I'll have to say it. I didn't think you I'm were going to be able to. I'm impressed by you, bro. Freaking I, killed under. Well, you, you didn't train. You didn't train. And I was like, there's no way this guy's going to finish within like six hours. But I'm yeah. just, 
I'm just happy that I'm sparing our third roommates from having to see me in a man bong on the beach uh, come springtime. There you go. I'm sure they would want to see that. Yo, this is going to be fun. All right, guys. So we want to do something really special for you guys. We thought this would be kind of funny, kind of cool. So we want to read our negative tweets towards ourselves. And we want to do uh, one negative review that we got for the podcast. Um, I think you guys are going to like this. We got to read some mean tweets. We have scoured through Twitter. We have scoured through review sites. And we have pulled the most gut-wrenching, the most soul-crushing, meanest things but probably people could not. ever say about us. Actually, probably not. There's probably way worse out there. Oh, uh, there's, there's way worse stuff out there. We got the, we got, yeah. But who doesn't love a good mean tweets segment? I, I just got to say, I never in my wildest dreams, I feel like we've made it, Dustin. I feel like when you get to a point where you're getting mean tweets about you, that you says something. You've made it, buddy. And like, but you have too. I'm like, this is, I just, you told you me five years ago we'd had Twitter like that. I was like, no, it's, that would that would never happen. So I use it as a badge of honor. And I'm like, I get crazy entertainment out of it. So uh, shall we? Let's do it. Let's Are just you get ready? into it. I'm ready. You go first, You got buddy. the tissues? Okay. Uh, let's see here. First one we have, Caitlin Vela, July 12th, 2020. She so kindly wrote, honestly, Peter's season of The Bachelor should have been the warning sign for how the rest of 2020 was going to go. <laughs> oh, Ooh, oh, burn, boy, buddy. Caitlin, burn, burn. I, I am so sorry. I got to say, I, yeah, I, it, it was, it was, uh, it's definitely a shit show. It wasn't, I'm not gonna lie. it wasn't the bat. It was you, Peter. It, it wasn't was the bat. The... Oh, the crow. <laughs> oh, man. I got some power then. I'm not going to lie. All right. We have mine from uh, Good Trouble. Dustin's trousers seem tighter than Hannah's. The guy's <laughs> showing too much curves. Good job throwing him off, Hannah. <laughs> I don't have curves. You wore too what tight of pants and your pants are too short. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Tyler Cameron wore the tightest pants on our season. That's true. What That's the hell? True. <laughs> All right. That's All right. We trousers. have another one for me. Uh, I am. This is too good. This the is too good. guy. At least Dustin is still on the show. Said no one ever. <laughs> it has a... <laughs> A look of Lenny Kravitz on there. That's <laughs> fucked up. That's that's so effed up, but that's funny as hell. That is really funny. <laughs> I no, Destin, I wanted to see more of you on the show. Or I, I was so sad when you left. So appreciate it, buddy. Incorrect tweet because I said it. We have another one from Chris uh Mija, aka Squid Squad. Um Shout out to Dust to my man Dustin, who, despite looking like a Dollar General Russell Wilson knockoff, <laughs> was capable of getting the group date rose. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> Shout out Russell. What's up, Dangerous? Oh man, I got oh, my man. my roommate. Looks like my favorite quarterback, man. Dollar I'm, General. I'm Dollar living, General knockoff. Hey, doesn't matter. 
I'll take a dollar general Russell Wilson anytime. Still oh, better man. than 90% of the quarterbacks out there, okay? Your turn, Petey. Peter, okay, so this one's funny. This one is, uh, this is, this is pretty funny. And actually kind of accurate. So if you, you guys can't see it, but there's a picture of me with just a really a sad ponder. And then there's a picture of me right next to it. Of, he does this, this a lot in the house, by the way. I see this, his face all the time. <laughs> this is when uh, Hannah broke up with me in Greece and I'm in that torturous car ride having to talk my feelings out for like two hours. So they're not like, they're sad pictures. And it goes, Peter, when he didn't get the call from ABC to pilot the plane date. Yeah, ABC, what gives? What's up with that? All right. That's messed up, man. They should have gave that to you. I, I agree. I, uh, I'm right you, there with you. You were, you, were the, you were sad that day too. I saw that. Like when they did that, you were really upset. It was, this, this, these pictures were so accurate of my facial representation. So uh, that's from the, the Bitchalorette. The Bitchalorette. Heather Lee Claggett. Claggett. <clears throat> Conspiracy theory from my brain. Peter from The Bachelor ruined 2020 for all of us when he got too greedy and picked three women from his season. Blame him for everything. That when is I, fucking hilarious. When I got, you got too greedy, buddy. What do you mean I picked three women? Oh, oh, meaning like, okay. I'm thinking like final three. I'm like, well, you have to get to the final three. <laughs> you got greedy, buddy. You're right. You're right. I, uh, we all get a little greedy. He wants his cake and wants to eat it too. Heather Lee, I know. Um, I wish I would have had you there to tell me to stop being so greedy. You shouldn't have ruined 2020, Peter. It's messed up. Uh, guys, I apologize. I, I'm going to make it up to you, okay, with some great content with Bachelors in the City. All right. We have Danielle. Is that Dustin? I think his name's Dylan. No, it's Devin. Great to be able to differentiate the guys on the Bachelorette. You know, I get this all the fucking time when I'm out. I It's probably one of the most annoying things when someone comes up to you. They're like, you're my favorite on the Bachelorette. Hey, will you take a photo of me and Dylan or me and Devin? I'm like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you just told me I was your favorite. Oh, that's, remember the girl that had you take the picture? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some girl came up. Me and Pete were going to have a drink or something like that. And this girl comes up and she freaks out over Peter. And she's like, oh my God, can we get a photo? And like, she asked her friend to take a photo. She's like, no, get in the photo. Here, you take the photo to me. I'm like, oh, great. Fuck me. Yeah, let me take your photo. <laughs> just like throws you the phone. Doesn't even like ask you, like kind of tells oh, you. Oh, man. Oh, All man. right. Read our negative review, Petey. This is... uh our negative review on the podcast. And um, I wonder who it's about. It's titled, Ew, One Star. And it says, absolutely no to the burping. No to the burping. We had an episode, guys, and I burped. And um, this person did not like it. you're very gaseous. Like, even Kat has been saying, you know, now that she's, you know, lived with you for the last month, you gotta, you gotta, you know, Hold it back a little bit, man. But your girlfriend doesn't want to hear it. that. Our listeners you, don't want to hear that. It hurts when you hold it back. It doesn't feel good. I, I get that, but we're all human beings. We all have to go through that. And there's ways and there's times and places to uh, show some decency. So maybe that wouldn't have been a one-star review. 
But uh, thanks for the insights anyways. Well, Appreciate hopefully it. we made it up to her in the past. So hopefully she still, still is listening. So Listen, I will say though, we were just watching Shrek the other day. And uh, as Shrek says, I guess, better out than in donkey. <laughs> oh, man. Guys, we just would love to thank you for all the mean tweets throughout the years. We truly, we don't know where we'd be without you. You keep us humble. You keep us humble. You keep us humble. You give us entertainment. You're, cle- you're clever as hell. I'm not going to lie. You guys are very clever. And... uh no, we got to do this. We got we to gotta keep this going. So every time we have a guest from Bachelor Nation, we got to find their mean tweets. Or any We still got to do that roast. Remember that roast we were talking about doing? Yeah, we'll do a roast. We got to do the roast. I can roast you on. I'm going to roast you. There's just so much dang good content to do. But Dustin, we made it. We made it to mean tweets. And we did uh, good. it's an accomplishment. So actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to DM here, Heather Lee, clag it and have a word with her. All right. Another third roommate question. This is actually a really good one. I'm kind of excited about it. Should I go ahead and get into it, Petey? Go for it. All right. Hey, guys. This is from Annie. Hey, guys. Love you both on the show. I know you've talked about Peter doing the McDonald's challenge. By the way, good job, Peter. Thank you. But if you were drunk walking home from a bar and could eat any fast food, what would it be and why? This is an easy one. Oh, is it? Because we're in New York. So like, there's just so many options. If I had my pick, so a thing with walking home drunk, you want something fast and ready and you don't want mm-hmm. to put too much effort. We do have a pizza place that's right by our, our house. Yep, right in the corner. I would honestly prefer McDonald's. I want a McDonald's breakfast. If I'm coming home late and McDonald's breakfast is available, I want the McDonald's breakfast. If it's For not all the available, shit that you give I'm me with- about McDonald's, you probably eat it just as much as I eat it. Because you're a bad influence on me. Oh, Because you it, always bring it around me. I don't want to. I want to be healthy. <laughs> I want to eat good, but you always bring McDonald's around me. I have to see it every day. Uh-huh. Guys, I have some stories about Pete. He might get mad if I bring it up, but I'm going to bring it up because you know what? That's why you guys are here. You're third roommates. So there's been times where maybe I went to bed early and I, I went home before Pete. You're going to not let me, like, shouldn't I answer the question? Like, I'm, you're just like hijacking this whole third Let roommate me, ask. I know your question because <laughs> I'm going to answer it for you. There's been times Mr. Weber over here loves to order the family size uh, orders from McDonald's. Like literally like four to five bags would be of dude. burgers in the living room. I'm like, who the hell? Did he have a last supper last night with our neighbors? Like it's so much McDonald's and my ass will wake up probably hungover and look at it. And there's some more burgers down there. I'll go ahead and <laughs> have one for breakfast. But <laughs> that's exactly why I do that, dude. Like the fact that you're trying yeah, to shame right. me for being an amazing roommate that thinks about you and the hunger you're about to experience when you wake up the next morning. Dude, I don't know why. Like, Aww, why don't you give me more props for that? You know, Aww, that's, that's like thinking, the nicest thing anyone's ever done for me. That's that's thinking ahead. But no, for me, you know what's so you all know it's been bad is ever since. So so Katrina, Katrina has moved in. Actually, Katrina has become our, our third roommate here for for a minute. Katrina and I have the same taste and it's not good because we're bad influences on each other. 
And I kid you not, guys, every single, almost every single night that I've been back here, <laughs> we'll have dinner or something. And um, usually like Kat is like, she's like been super like gracious and is like made great dinners and everything for us. And so like, it'll be my turn to like reciprocate and I'll get the dessert. And it's ev- without fail. She's all on board with it every single time. Like, you ready for dessert? Yep. Shake Shack chocolate malted shakes. And now we've gotten Dustin on it as well. And we've gotten it every single night. And uh, I, I guess I'm going to probably go with that. It's a dessert. I got a sweet tooth. And um, shout out to Shake Shack because you guys kill it with those shakes. Shout out to Shake Shack and McDonald's. We should do if a Shake Shack us. challenge. <laughs> if you want to sponsor us, McDonald's or Shake Shack, I mean, we're, we're right here. <laughs> Dude, don't right sound here. so desperate, bro. It's not how you get Ooh, it. Lifetime, lifetime uh, free shakes and uh, Big Macs. I'll take it. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Andy, thank you for that question. Uh, that was a really good one. That was a fun one to talk about. Thank you guys uh, so much. I'm, I'm, I, see, I said I was hungry, and now I'm even hungrier now. I'm, I think I may just order a Shake Shack at 11.15 uh, a.m. Let's do it. Let's get one. All right. Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber. And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music and powered by Acast. Our producer is Red Yoakum and our associate producer is Emma Martins. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Send your voice memos to BTC at redrockmusic.com. That's BTC at R-E-D-D rockmusic.com for your chance to be featured on the show. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcasts. See you next week. Thanks for listening and sign up for our membership program to become a honorary third roommate. Join now for $3 per month and enjoy the episodes ad free. Click the link in the episode description so you can move in.